where does yesterday's future, which is already here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. <laughs> I always get goosebumps listening to that opening from my co-producer, Ryan Treasure, at World Talk Radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Bonnie in the house. We have a great show for you today. Oh, my goodness. Going to be speaking with four millennial women. I call this millennial women taking charge. Pardon the language, but badass superstars. They're influencers. They're smart. They're in business. They're conquering the world. So let me start by reading clips from a couple of articles I found online that will set the stage for us, and then we will have our special guests introduce themselves. You'll get to know who they are, and I know you're going to want to follow them. So I found an article called How Millennial Women and the Future of Work Are Charging into 2018. Obviously, it's an article from a year ago by a journalist named Andrea Lubier, and she says, it's hard to believe that only a few generations ago, women had three career options, teacher, secretary, or a nurse. Fast forward to 2017. Remember, this article was last year, and women have blurred the lines of traditional gender roles. We now earn three bachelor degrees for every two earned by men. Woo! And we are taking over financial jobs that are perceived to be male-dominated. She says, thanks to the invention of the Internet and the millennial generation's love of technology, we've started to think about differently about how and when we work. And she calls this, let's see, does she call this? No, the next article, I want to talk about the She Economy 2.0. That's Andrea, Andrea Lubier, L-O-U-B-I-E-R in Forbes.com. And I found another article called Badass Millennial Women Are Supercharging Startup Investments. Welcome to the She Economy. And this is written by Patricia Nakachi. She says, unlike previous generations who may have either looked at self-investment as self-indulgence or who simply didn't have the resources or technology to make supplementary investments in themselves. Today's badass millennial women are unapologetic about their desire to invest in their own success and well-being, determined to succeed without compromising their values, that's important, or their physical and mental wellness. These uber-empowered millennial women are making viable a new generation of startups to help them realize their dreams and feel comfortable in their skin. She refers to this economic wave as she economy 2.0 that's what we're talking about today we have found four millennial women who are rocking their worlds in so many ways I'm so excited to meet them so in just a moment I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves you'll be hearing from Kate Scudder she spells her first name C-A-I-T I like that she's a business coach and a success catalyst I've never heard that before and she'll tell us what that means we have Rena B. Patel she's a parenting expert and a behavior analyst welcome to Rena. Sharon Clear she spells her first name with two R's. She's a style, beauty, and lifestyle influencer. And rounding out the panel is Amelia Teneva. She has a travel blog called Bubbly Moments. She's a digital influencer, and she's an orthodontist. How about that? So without further ado, welcome to our listeners around the world. We're excited that you're joining us. And let's kick off the audience, uh, the part of the show where my guests introduce themselves for my audience. Kate Scudder, welcome, and please tell us in about two minutes who you are and what this all means, business coach and success catalyst. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much, Bonnie. It's so great to be here. So, yes, as you mentioned, I'm a business coach and success catalyst for driven women entrepreneurs. What this means is I help women dial into their unique genius, turn it into a brand, create offers, and build a profitable, purpose-driven business. So my real focus and obsession is helping women be able to articulate and put into writing, put into language, and put into content what it is that makes them special, what problems that they solve for the people they serve, and then to be able to sell those offers to the people that need their work. Thank you very much. And, and what types of women in business do you counsel? Do you coach, Kate? Where do you find the people that you coach? Where do you find them? Such, 
Yeah, such a great question. So all is very fitting for this conversation today. I do mm-hmm. all of my marketing primarily online. So I actually started my business while I was living abroad in Bali. I scaled my business to six figures from my laptop and all of it is through organic social media and digital marketing. So using social media marketing strategies and email marketing strategies, um, that is where I built my global audience uh, and, you know, serve clients from all over the world. And the industry is really very bonny. So women from, uh, you know, traditional consulting gigs, um, solopreneurs looking to start um, wellness and lifestyle businesses. I also work with a wide range of uh, organizational leadership consultants and women serving, uh, serving audiences across different service-based businesses. Thank you, Kate. I'm I'm impressed. I have to tell my audience, these wonderful ladies came to me through the, the good graces uh, of a woman named Jessie Kopach, and uh, Jessie has engaged the panelists for the show, and as soon as Jessie sent me the bios of the four guests, I was I was awed. I'm a, I'm a boomer, a baby boomer, Kate, and so a lot of what you and the other ladies are going to be talking about is exciting for me seeing what the newest wave of women in business are doing, how you're literally and figuratively conquering the world. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very impressed. Kate, you have me in tears already. You ran a business up to six Hi. figures from your laptop in Bali. Seriously, I want to know more. So we'll have much more from you during the show. We'll get your opening quote in a few minutes, and then we'll get your predictions about the future of everything. Thank you, Kate, for opening for me. I appreciate it. Now let's move one seat around the table to Rena B. Patel. Rena, I never go anywhere without my middle initial D. Yours is B, so I have great respect for a woman who carries the middle <laughs> initial. Rena, welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Please tell us who you are. Oh, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. And I, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, I am a psychologist. I have a big background in education. That's the importance of our next generation coming up. And I've spent many years studying, in fact, went and got additional degrees to study behavior and why we do what we do. That's leading to an amazing conversation that we're about to have, and I'm a children's book author. I've taken everything that I've learned for 20-plus years in the field of helping families um, through just development, navigating the crazy world of parenting, understanding education and their learning style, and put them into children's books with parenting tips at the end that really help manage and help our kids cope with what life is today. And a big aspect of that is social media, mm-hmm. you know, Steam, uh, that huge technology pretty much is in everything and anything that we do. So I'm excited to be here and um, I can't wait to get started. Thank you very much, Rena. Appreciate that. I, I love what you do and it must be challenging to help parents navigate or circumnavigate, if you will, the minefields of social when it comes to kids. We see little kids with either, little tiny kids with either real or, or fake cell phones on their ears and we're wondering, are they talking to someone? Are they listening? We see them with their own computers and you wonder, uh, we used to have these, these uh, what do they call them, nanny guards or whatever they were where you could filter out certain content from your kids, and I can't wait to hear right. from you about your some of your advice to parents because the parents themselves are having their own issues with the overwhelming glut of media every. 0.2 nanoseconds hitting all of us every day long, thousands of messages, and then you have to worry about what your kids are seeing and hearing and thinking and being told and being exposed to. So you have a big job, Rena B. Patel, and I, I, <laughs> I'm very, very impressed with what you're doing. I want to talk about your books in a few minutes. Thank you, Rena. Let's move one more seat around the table. We're still going here. Sharon Clear, style, beauty, and lifestyle influencer. Sharon, I read your bio and I was awed. So, Sharon, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Go ahead. Hi, my, hey, I'm so nice. I'm so glad to be here, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. My name mm-hmm. is Sharon Clear, as she said. I'm a fashion and lifestyle blogger, um, influencer. Um, my story um, started from, I'm from Tennessee. I lived all over the world, um, landed here in Atlanta from uh, San Francisco, California. My love of fashion started as a child, <laughs> um, loved dressing up. Um, so I started 
uh, posting on social media, documenting my everyday girl boss style. And now I'm working with global and lifestyle brands all over the world. And um, I'm glad to be here to share more of my story, fashion, and beyond. Thank you, Sharon, so much. I love the hashtag girl boss. Can you just describe <laughs> what it is? I read a little bit about it, but I want in your own words, what is girl boss? Because that's so perfect for our theme today, millennial women taking charge, and the four of you surely are. So, Sharon, what is girl boss? What is it all about? Well, girl boss is women taking charge, exactly what you said. I mean, doing what we love. Uh, going after our passions, our um, what we just are, what we love doing. I mean, just in taking charge and not allowing anybody to tell us we can't do it. Um, having that drive and um, the well with all the knowledge to just go after what we believe. I have to tell you a very funny story. I, as I mentioned a moment ago, I'm a baby boomer, and I recently, about a year ago, I started learning drums, and I play, I'm in a band, and I, I call myself AKA Chick Drummer, and I play at open, I'm in Durham, North Carolina, and I play at open mic nights in taverns around the area, and I play with people who are half my age, and I'm playing old-time wow. rock and roll, and I'm playing uh, Mustang Sally, and I'm drumming the heck out of it, <laughs> having a blast, and I had a, a a friend from New York. I'm from New York. I moved here two years ago. I was on Long Island for the past 30 plus years. And, and I had a friend from New York saying to me, seriously, you're playing rock and roll on the drums in clubs, Bonnie. You should be in book clubs and you should be going on travel tours with other women your own age. And you should be painting and playing cards. How come you're out there in bars playing the drums, wearing red boots and <laughs> And red hair. And I, so I have to tell you, Sharon, that at any age, people are still thinking they can tell us what they think we should be doing. I'm just going to stop exactly. right there because we, we could do a whole show. So, so you, are, you are part of this, this younger wave of people are still going to be telling us what they think we should be doing. And bravo to you for doing what you want. Love your story. And let's go one more stop, stop around the table. You can see what kind of show this is going to be, ladies. We're all bubbly. <laughs> let's go to the lady with the bubbly moments travel blog. What a great segue if I say so myself. She's an orthodontist and also a digital influencer, which all of my panelists are. Emilia Teneva. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Emilia, welcome to Tech Revolution. How are you? Thank you, Bonnie, for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Emilia Teneva. I'm a board-certified orthodontist, travel blogger, digital influencer. I'm originally from Bulgaria. I moved to Chicago to complete my residency in orthodontics. Eight years ago, so I've been living in Chicago for the last eight years. Um, I live with my husband, my newborn baby boy. He's mm. two months old already. And my beagle dog. Uh, I run the travel and lifestyle blog, uh, Bubbly Moments. My blog is focused on um, world's uh, most luxurious destinations uh, and exclusive places. I also like to share dental and orthodontic tips with my audience. I love technology and I'm looking forward to discuss the future next with you and the rest of the lovely women today on the panel. Thank you so much, Amelia. Pleasure to have you and I, I love your story. Two months old, your child. Congratulations in my world. We say Mazel Tov. I'm sure a few of you know what that is. It's congratulations. So very, very happy to have you, and sounds like you're still continuing to do everything you love to do in addition to being a new mom, and that's a challenge in itself. Now is the part of the show where I will read a quote. Each of my panelists sent me a wonderful quote that inspires them, something to do with the future, not their own words. I'm going to read your quote. I'll give a little bit of the background on the source of your quote, and then I'll ask you to spend about two minutes explaining what this quote means to you and to our topic today. So, Kate Scudder, you're up first. Kate sent us a wonderful quote, a really good one, from Tony Robbins. I didn't know his real name, Kate. I looked him up. He was born Anthony J. Mahavoric. He is now known as Anthony J. Robinson. 
Robin, excuse me, a very young man, born in 1960. I call that young. You might not. He's an American author, philanthropist, life coach. His self-help books are Unlimited Power and Awaken the Giant Within. He was listed in 2015 and 2016 on the Worth Magazine Power 100 list, and he has webinars, seminars, infomercials. Everybody knows Tony Robbins. Here's the quote Kate has selected. Identify your problems, but give your power and energy to solutions. Kate Scudder, tell me what this means to you and to our topic, please. Absolutely, Bonnie. Um, Thank you so much for reading that out. I just love this quote so much. You know, as, and you were mentioning before, asking before, what does a success catalyst mean? So to me, I think that the biggest problem we have as humans is getting in our own way. Um, What do I mean by that? I think that when we want a goal, we set a goal for ourselves or we set out a path that we want to take for our lives, it becomes so compelling and almost addictive to think about the worst possible things that could happen or all of the reasons why it might fail or all of the ways in which it could go off track. And what I think is, is such a shame and what we waste so much power and potential on as human beings is thinking about potential problems, focusing and fixating our most, you know, our highest, our highest power and our biggest form of currency, I always say, is our focus and attention on the worst case scenario. Imagine what would happen, Bonnie, and for everybody listening, if we took all of that energy, all of that time, all of that creative force and focused it instead on the pathway to solutions, on what could go right, on all of the creative ways that we could get to our goal. I guarantee you that if you rechanneled and refocused that energy away from worst case scenario thinking, away from, oh, poor me, away from, oh, well, it's probably not going to work out for me because of X, Y, Z, and focused it instead on supporting the outcome that you want, you would not only create so much more success for yourself, but you would create a much more enjoyable journey along the way and go a lot further in the process. Kate, I'm having a problem. There's no passion in your voice. I'm teasing you, of course. I love your energy. <laughs> you, you just, you're just <laughs> in you. it. You're in it 150,000%. I hear it. And I love the quote because how many times, Kate, do we hear people say, oh, I got a problem. I can't do this. They won't let me do that. I don't have enough time to do this. And, and I'm thinking, take the challenge and if you embrace it and find a way to create your own solution and it it just it it just has to be focused there so thank you for picking that wonderful quote from tony robbins this these are definitely words to live by and for now in the future thank you kate rena b patel is up next and rena has sent us a quote from robert frost going back in history robert frost lived from 1874 to 1963 he was an american poet he was initially published in england his work before came to america i didn't know that he depicted rural life and he had a wonderful command of American colloquial speech. He was honored often. He won four Pulitzer Prizes for poetry, the only poet ever to get that many. He was one of America's rare public literary figures. He was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal in 1960 for his poetry, and in 61 he was named the Poet Laureate of Vermont. So here is the quote. This is another really good one. I am not a teacher, but an awakener. Rena, fabulous quote. Tell me what it means to you. Please, go ahead. It's, it's something that is a consistent theme in everyone I meet and every family that I work with. They have a tendency to seek out others to problem solve for them. And I really, as a therapist and psychologist and educator myself, have found um, that that's not the answer. And the best way to start problem solving and just really empowering everyone else is to start with a discussion. And that's my goal. And that's why this quote really resonated with me. I wanted to find dialogue and help the ones that I work with come up with their own solution. And just sometimes listening to the process and having a discussion is um, in itself a way um, of getting to that solution. And so I am not a teacher, but an awakener. And the way I look at it is, my role as a specialist in my field with the families that I work with is really to start a dialogue, have that discussion, have those conversations as parents with your own kids. Don't jump in and try to problem solve. Listen, validate, and um, hear what your kids are saying. 
especially when it comes to use of technology and devices. And it's important to um, relate and validate because we didn't grow up in a world with so much technology in front of us. So we do not know what it's like. We don't have that perspective. And it's not going away. And so my role as an educator is to... Um, teach people how to fit it in and how to make it um, find that right balance. Just like we talk about work-life balance, my role is um, to find that technology balance and help others um, uh, find that way that way as well. Thank you very much. I love it. And that's so much of the way we're supposed to be teaching our children to think, isn't it, Rena? Think, 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 think in terms of design thinking. How can you create solutions? How can you tackle problems? How can you not just recite by rote what you've learned, but learn how to really, really think? Very important for kids. And I think this is a, an evolution in our education systems all over the world. So thank you for that wonderful quote. Yeah, I'm going to move a little bit around. Thank you. A little bit around the table to Sharon Clear, and Sharon has also sent us a wonderful quote. Well, it's about time Oprah Winfrey was quoted on one of my radio shows, Sharon. So thank you for that. I, I, I have 46 radio series. I have 14 this year, and all of my – usually it's a panel of three or four, and everybody gives me a quote in advance, and I can't remember the last time somebody quoted Oprah. So thank you very much. I don't know if anybody doesn't know who Oprah is, best known for her talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, with a highest rated TV program of its kind in history and it ran a national U.S. syndication for 25 years. I can't believe she started in 1986 and it ran until 2011. She's called the queen of all media. Oprah was the richest African-American of the 20th century, not just woman, but the richest of the 20th century and North America's first black multi-billionaire. She has been sometimes called the most influential woman in the world gives me goosebumps, Sharon, to think of what Oprah created, and she's still out there being an influencer. Here's the quote Sharon has picked from Oprah Winfrey. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Sharon, I get goosebumps from this quote. Tell me what this means to you, please. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love this quote so much. I mean, it spoke to me. And when I think of passion, I think of words like determination, conviction, love. Passion is a, a strong desire that you do some amazing things. And I think a lot of times we do things that we hate for so long. I mean, and the passion is not in what we do. And I, and the reason why I, I picked it too is that, you know, so many times you go through life, you go through life and you're like, why didn't I do it? Why didn't I do it? I've always wanted to do this whatever it is, and it's that passion that fuels the fire for that action. When you have passion for something, you love it even when you hate it, actually. So that's that's what really, 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 really resonated for me, just the passion that fuels the fire to do what excites you. Thank you, and you couldn't have picked a better quote for the show today, so I really appreciate your choice. Thank you, Sharon. And let's move around to our final stop around the table, Dr. Emilia Teneva. And Emilia has sent us a quote from Albert Einstein, also a really good one. 1879, we're really going back in history here. He lived from 1879 to 1955, German-born theoretical physicist who developed the theory of relativity, best known for his mass-energy equivalence formula. Come on, who alive hasn't heard E equals MC squared? It's considered the world's most famous equation. He got the 1921 Nobel Prize in Physics and for his discovery of the law of the photoelectric effect, whatever that means, back in time, he helped to develop quantum theory. And everybody loves the word quantum today. So here's the quote Amelia has selected from Einstein. Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world stimulating progress, giving birth to evolution. Beautiful quote. Amelia, please tell us how you, what you love about this quote for our topic today. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, I feel imagination is very, very important, and that's what drives um, our progress and our evolution. I feel um, now the technology is the future. We have artificial intelligence taking over. We currently have drones and robots. Um, talking about self-driving cars and flying cars. So all that um, 
is due to our imagination. It had led us to missions to the space, uh, Mars, the moon. Uh, we have our virtual reality, which is getting better and more detailed, more believable. Um, so where we will go next, uh, possibilities are endless as long as we follow our imagination. Thank you very much. I love the idea of stimulating progress, embracing the world, giving birth to evolution. You as a new mom who just gave birth to the evolution of of your family, actually. So that's a wonderful thing. Uh, I think imagination is key to everybody on this panel. Emilia, did you ever imagine when you trained as an orthodontist that you would be writing a travel blog and become a digital influencer? Was this part of your plan or did this evolve as your imagination took hold? Tell me. Uh, I think it happened after I completed my residency, after I started practicing. So uh, things just happened <laughs> once we started traveling more with my family. Thank you very much. Very interesting history there. Ladies, we have completed the quote portion of the show. I'm just going to go around the table and ask a quick personal question of each of you, and then we'll get started on your predictions because we have really exciting predictions from you. I'm just going to ask you, uh, where are you calling from today? I don't need the exact address. I just need a hemisphere or a state or a country. Where are you calling from today, and what's your favorite drink that powers you? or relaxes you, because I know you're all four very powerful millennial women leading very exciting lives, and you're busy. So what do you drink to relax you or that just energizes you? Kate Scudder, you're up first. Where are you, and what's your favorite drink? Perfect, Bonnie. Well, I'm actually calling you from right in front of Lake Champlain in Vermont. Uh, My husband and I are on a little fall foliage getaway this week, but uh, currently based in New England up in Maine. Um, and my favorite drink that energizes me, I actually just talked about this on my podcast a couple weeks ago. I make the same smoothie, Bonnie, every single morning. I absolutely love it. It's a blueberry, banana, spinach smoothie, totally vegan, and it totally fires me up for the day. Blueberry, banana. What was the rest of it? Did you say spinach? I did say spinach. Yes, you can't taste the spinach at all. It tastes like ice cream. It feels like you shouldn't be allowed to have it, but it is just so delicious. It's, uh, yeah, so it's blueberry, frozen blueberries, uh, banana, spinach, almond milk, coconut water, blend it up, and it's just the best thing ever. Would you do me a huge favor, Kate, and email me the recipe because I drink a banana milkshake. I sure will. 1% milk every day, and I do put some real ice cream in it, and I have to stop that. My trainer tells me, (laughs) listen, we're working out twice a week. Stop the ice cream. So I need your help, Kate. Thank you very much. You've become a Bonnie influencer now. I appreciate that. And let's go to Rena B. Patel. Where are you today, Rena? And what do you love to drink? talking to you from Los Angeles, but I live in San Diego, California, and my favorite drink, um, and really speaks to just relaxing me, but also helping me jumpstart my day. I've never drank coffee, but I'm a tea drinker because mm-hmm. roots are from England, and so much of it, um, English girl, is that I get my tea straight from London and have it every morning, um, and also have it in the afternoon. Wow. Ed, you have a favorite flavor? Are you an Earl Grey or a Lady Grey tea drinker no, or chamomile breakfast. or what do you like? I drink hmm? I drink the Queen's tea. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Do you think do you think Meghan Markle will have her own brand of tea or they'll develop a, a Meghan flavor or a Markle flavor one of these days? Rena? Uh, well, they brand, um, they definitely brand the Royals, right? And that's just, um, uh, more for, uh, I'm sure, the people who live there versus I'm sh- versus Megan herself. But I'm absolutely, they'll probably brand something um, relating to, related to her team. Thank Why you. Not? And I know in the... In the final episode, the the final series episode of Suits, they did show a few flashbacks of her on the show, and that was nice to see her again. I just wish she had made a guest appearance currently. I don't know. I'm just selfish like that. Let's move around to Sharon Clear. Sharon, where are you calling from, and what's your favorite drink, dear? Um, I'm in Atlanta. Well, actually, the suburbs of Atlanta, about 40 miles outside the city. I do not drink coffee, nor do I drink tea. So my go-to drink um, is typically a smoothie. I love the smoothie. It's called an island green. I frequent this um, smoothie um, location near my house, and it is gives me 
all the energy for the day. I tip, I get it maybe about four times a week. Uh, banana, oh. pineapple, it's spinach, coconut mm-hmm. milk, um, strawberries, and a little tad of lime. So that gives me um, the energy that I need to start my day. And if anybody wants a version of that recipe, you can just Google Island Green Smoothie, and there's a website called thewholesomedish.com, Tropical Green Smoothie, and you can get the recipe there. And there are videos all over the place about that. Oh, That's yeah, a new it's one amazing. for me. It's so good. That's amazing, too. It's spinach. Well, I think I'm hearing a theme here on the drinks. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah. And yeah. let's go to... Yeah, you could do spinach or kale, actually. I'll stick with the spinach. Thank you very much. I've tried to uh, to heat kale, make little kale crisps. You know, you you uh, cook it, you heat it in the oven, and you make it crisp. Put a little salt on it. it. Makes like little kale chips. They burn very easily. I learned, especially in the toaster oven. So I'll stick with the spinach. That's safer for me. Thank you. Don't want to burn the toaster oven down. And let's go to Amelia Taniva. Amelia, where are you calling from, and what's your favorite drink? Uh, so I live in Chicago, but I'm currently. Um Working today in Hanover Park, it's a suburb of Chicago, 40 minutes away. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be starting my um, my work day in the uh, office after this um, panel is over. Um, my I usually start my days with now for the last few months since uh, it's a lot of sleepless nights. So I think it's mm-hmm. like with um, usually a very large portion and then I need another one. <laughs> Thank you. We got to keep Mama awake. We we got to get Mama a little sleep. We got to give her a little bit, a little bit of awake time. Thank you very much, Amelia. You certainly yeah, are, I, are. I feel like I cannot, I cannot start my day, and I cannot be productive otherwise. <laughs> There you go. Well, you you got to know your body. You got to know your lifestyle, and and please get some sleep. I know. I remember those days. I really do. Now we're at the portion of the show, ladies. We're not taking a break. This is just too much fun. I want to see if we can get a couple of your predictions in. So let's spend about a minute on each of your predictions. I'll read the predictions one for each of you. Then we'll go around the table again and again. Let's see how much we can cover. So Kate Scudder sent me prediction number one: video and audio content will outweigh written content in terms of consumers preferred medium to digest content. Kate, give me a one-minute synopsis of this, please. Absolutely, Bonnie. So I think, you know, now more than ever, we are just busy. Our lives are busy. The attention span of people on the Internet, on whether it's on their phones, on their computers, on their tablet, it's just getting shorter and shorter. And I think that users are finding that the most engaging kind of content is the content that has energy come through the screen in a way that they connect with instantly. Nobody wants to read a long-form, you know, long article anymore. They want content that gives them value, that gives, you know, bang for buck and bang for time. And I think video and audio content, so live stream shows, YouTube, um, any kind of video content that's going out on a social channel and podcasting especially uh, is, is, is just on the rise. And I don't think we're going to see that slow down anytime soon. Thank you. Extremely savvy prediction. Thank you very much. Rena, prediction number one. This is a really, really serious one, everyone. So put your seatbelt on. She mm-hmm. says safe apps related to schools and active shooter alerts. I'm sorry to say this is very important. So Rena, talk to us about this, please. You're a parenting expert. Why is this so why is this one of your predictions, please? Yeah, this is a heavy topic, but I yeah. just it we don't discuss it enough. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, t- over 25 years ago when I started, I was in graduate school finishing up when Columbine happened. And look where we are today. And um, so it obviously increased in prevalence. And it takes first responders about 4 to 11 minutes to get to a shooter incident that occurs on a school campus. And there is um, this one of the first apps created, Brella Safe app, which started out in Colorado by... Um, to um, partners out there and helping children who are students who are in a situation literally just hold that app. Um, most children have phones, have access to phones mm-hmm. um, on school campus. Um, my children have phones um, to be able to reach me. And um, it just alerts uh, first responders so much quicker. And it's really sad that this is even <clears throat> developed, but at the same time, um, I am so thankful because, again, working, I've been in the school system as an educational psychologist for many years, and it is when you're in a classroom setting, 
there's very minimal exits and very little protection. And um, we need to be able to get um, those students to safety and, and staff as well. Thank you. Very, very serious, but I'm really glad you brought it up. And that was your number one of the four predictions I asked for. So thank you for ranking it up there. Sharon Clear, let's go to your first prediction. You say the evolution of social media videos in 2020. Yes, 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 yes. Spend a minute telling me a little bit about what this means to you. Sharon? Well, it's similar to Kate. Um, she mentioned also videos, the rave of videos. I mean, we can see it now. The evolution is it's beyond 2020 with all the live videos trending every day. I mean, even working with uh, major brands, they're asking for videos, for stories, more interactive rather than just a post. I mean, it's all over. 50% of users on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok. TikTok, they're all watch video. I mean, it's all about the videos. So the videos are just a rave, um, and it's going to get even even more. Very much, and and I have many of my my regular normal shows, or shall I say, before I started this technology revolution, I, I'm a business broadcaster for SAP and we've done shows on small business marketing and we've spent entire hours talking about how anybody, any company can have its employees, its its teams pick up a smartphone, right? The, the technology mm-hmm. and the cameras now, the video options, put somebody in, just give them a, a one to two minute script that's really comfortable for them and have them mm-hmm. just talk into the quote-unquote camera it's no longer a big studio shoot and do something that's authentic and real even customize it for a prospect hey bob you know we understand your business is going this direction and what do you think about this how can we help you do xyz and it's it's become so easy to do and be real and authentic isn't authentic authenticity the key to to videos especially video marketing would you say sharon absolutely absolutely yeah you can see everything i mean it's all there uh, when you have the video content, it's 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 amazing, and it costs almost nothing. And social loves videos, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Emilia. I'm moving around to your number one prediction here: robotics, robotics in airports. You t- you are your travel blogger. Detect concealed weapons. Uh, create luggage cases that are intelligent and follow you. Why is this your number one prediction, Emilia? Go ahead. Um, I I feel like the robots will be utilized more and more in the future. So currently, um, they can be used to detect concealed weapons, um, or different manufacturers are also using ro- robotics to create luggage cases that intelligently follows you. Um, a big part of robotics is programming, and I think we are going to see an increasing number of women programmers. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, there's a disproportionately larger number of male programmers. Uh, tech jobs are the fastest-growing sector and one of the best-paying career paths. And anyone is um, looking for better pay, including women. So we'll be looking for um, those tech jobs being uh, taken from more um, younger women and girls, uh, which will close the gender gap. Mm-hmm. Um we see those young women um, entering the workforce in a matter of years, and they will focus on those jobs that involve math and science, and I think uh, robotics will be one of them. Um, so we'll not only be utilizing uh, more uh, robots in the future, but I feel like more younger women will be um, um, entering that uh, kind of job. Thank you. And it's exciting. And I have to tell the four of you, I I didn't realize I was one of the early women in programming back in the late 1970s. I was writing COBOL programs on a computer system called a Xerox Sigma 6 CP5. And then I graduated to PL1 on an IBM 4341 before I moved back to New York. That was in the state of Oregon. I was writing code for various systems at a community college and for the statewide information system uh, for the high schools. And it was an exciting job. And there were other women in, in my classes in the field with me doing programming. So I'm very happy to hear that there's a resurgence of women getting into the computer field. And uh, Emilia, I I agree with you. It's time and robotics makes it so exciting. It's like being part of 
we used to see the Jetsons and space and robots, and it's still exciting. It's still it's still the new frontier. So thank you for putting that into your number one prediction, Amelia. I appreciate that. Kate, I'm coming around to you next. I think we've covered content. So, Kate, I'm moving to your prediction number three, if that's okay with you. You say dictation programs, voice to text in our phones and computers. Kate Scudder, talk to me. Absolutely. So this is something that I have to tell you that I, I make this prediction because I find myself doing this more and more. And it kind of goes along with, you know, that we're, we're busy. We've got a lot of things going on. Um, I think that the, the benefit, I know for me, being able, when I have an idea, let's say I'm out for a walk or I'm away from my computer, I have an idea, whether it's for a piece of content or um, something that I want to create or an idea that I have for a client, I can't always capture it and, and write it down. And having more, I think we're going to see a rise of more programs for people to be able to capture those ideas on the go, speak into their phones. You know, we're seeing this with whether it's Siri or Alexa being able to talk our ideas, speak our ideas out loud and have a device capture them and then take an action from that, be it, you know, in the case of Alexa, putting on your favorite music track as you cook dinner or um, saying, asking Siri for, you know, a restaurant recommendation when you're on the go. I think we're going to see this just come on more and more, and it's going to weave itself into our lives uh, on a more everyday basis. Thank you. That is very exciting. Just amazing what technology is doing for our lives. Hopefully most of it for the good and for the exciting. Uh, let's move on to, let's see, Rena. I'm looking at your prediction number three. That's where I'd like to go next. You say more schools are transitioning to electronic books. And all I'm going to say is, thank goodness for those of us who carried book bags to school. <laughs> yes. And there was there was a whole thing in, in medicine when I was growing up. It's like, what are we doing right. to our kids' posture, our to our backs, yes. to their shoulders? And we had to carry the books, the textbooks, and the books mm-hmm. we were studying back and forth to school every day. So e-books, oh my goodness, tell me about your version of this prediction. Yes. Go ahead, Rena. Well, you know, California universities by 2020 all have to transition to sell uh, textbooks um, electronically. And a lot of high schools are transitioning. In fact, um, in the city where I'm at, a lot of high schools already use electronic books. And why? Well, they're less expensive. They're better mm-hmm. for the environment. And at, yes, Bonnie, as you said, it's, we're going to save our backs. <laughs> save our <laughs> backs. No one goes to their lockers. They're, it's just you only have a few minutes between classes. And when you're a middle school child or a high school child, you are just going to carry every single book um, with you. And um, so it, it is going to help. It's um, easier to access. Going back to the whole foundation of this conversation in terms of technology, it's supposed to help us become more efficient and quicker and have access to. And so all students um, now have transitioned into use of iPads, smart boards, um, laptops. And so they're able to access and even highlight and, and annotate um, with those electronic books. And so it really is just moving with the time. And, and I'm actually really excited about this. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I'm all for one. I do a, a author interview show called Read My Lips Radio on a different channel Monday nights. I've been doing it for probably over 10, 15 years and I can't tell you how many bookshelves I had in my apartment in New York because everybody sent me the hard copy. I'm one of the few interviewers who actually reads my guest books before the show and I've uh-huh. seen this 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 evolution, if you will, Rena, to ebooks in the past couple of years. And now, instead of telling somebody to mail me the hard copy, I still like to touch a book and feel the paper and see what the print is. And it's wonderful. Now I say, hey, send me a free Kindle download link or send me the PDF ebook, please. And that's all I want. That's all I want. Right. That's I mean, all fun. my books are on Kindle as well because everybody. I mean. Think about the audiobooks. I mean, people, I, although I do like the, the feeling of a hard book once in yes. a while, but to have seven or eight in your backpack, I think it's a, it's a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for that. Saving backs and saving minds. What can I say? Sharon Clear, I'm looking at your predictions. I want to go to your number three influencer marketing. I'm fascinated by this. The four of you are all influencers, but talk to me about the future of influencer marketing, Sharon. You're certainly at the forefront of that. So what does this mean to us? Well, as a fashion lifestyle blogger influencer, I mean, it is amazing how it's, tra- how it's 
transitioned from the old commercials to the newspaper to the magazines. Now it's social media. Influencer marketing is all the rage, really. I mean, you don't, a lot of consumers don't fall for the obvious sales pitches anymore. Instead, they look, look for brands and products casually just strolling on social media feeds. So when a brand, a message gets, gets mentioned by an individual, that user typically respects that message made more effective. So in social media marketing is just built in, and even now, when I think about in the future of it, it's going to be even. I, I really don't see commercials being, I mean, it still will be commercials, but influencer market, it's growing day by day with so many different ways to market their audience and so many brands using social media to get their products out to the masses. Thank you. Very, very important. That we could do a whole show on that, and I have a feeling I'm going to invite. Oh, we really can. We're going to do a show about influencers. We we got to do it. I have something in mind for the four of you if you want to come back. So we'll talk about that after. Okay, Amelia. This is such an exciting prediction. I'm looking at the number two you sent me. You say flying and self-driving cars will hit the road and the air. I can't believe this. Flying cars, Amelia. You're a travel blogger. Tell me, what does this all mean to us? Um, I feel like the 5G um, makes driveless cars a realistic reality. And as driveless cars become more capable and more common, uh, they will change people's travel habits, not only around their own communities, but across much uh, larger distances. Uh, People's travel preferences could shift and a new potential challenge to the airline industry could emerge. Um, studies conducted by organizations like the AAA have actually discovered that women are less trusting than men of self-driving cars. And in uh, analyzing the stats, researchers have suggested the reason most of the designers of the cars are male and have not considered specifically asking for women's input. So I think this gender disparity is going to put a spotlight on uh, processes of research and development that they uh, that don't take women's voices into account for all that um, research for the uh, flying and self-driving cars. Uh, I think in order to um, demagnetize uh, the female voices, companies are going to bring more women into their process. So we have also the automaker Porsche um, that is throwing its hat in the ring to a new partnership with Boeing, uh, with the two uh, signing a new memorandum of understanding uh, to work together on developing a new concept for the premium taking off and uh, landing of the in the vertical dimension of the electrical cars. Thank you. Very, very exciting. I'm. You know what? We have, ooh, we've got five minutes left to end the show, and I have some gratitude statements to do at the end. So what I, I accidentally typed into the chat to Aaron, my engineer, I meant six minutes, and I, I said six, and I accidentally typed seven and corrected. So he said, no, we don't have 76 minutes left. No, we don't, Aaron. We're fine. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to, instead of doing some more predictions on the society and culture and everything we've been talking about, ladies, I'm going to ask each of you where you predict you will be by 2025. Ooh, look into the future for yourself. What do you want to be doing? Let's take one minute each. we got to keep this very, very tight. Kate Scudder, where will you be between now and headed toward 2025? What will you be doing? Kate, go first, please. Oh, I have to tell you, Bonnie, I just got chills as you asked that question, and I closed my eyes, and I really think about that. Um, I am a New York Times bestselling author. I am uh, one of the top female motivational uh, speakers for, you know, booking out uh, events, Um, and I really, really see taking the work that I'm doing now on a much bigger international platform, so a lot more speaking, a lot more writing, a lot more interviewing, and just spreading this good message that every single thing that we want is possible when we go all in. I love it. Everything we, yes, when we go all in. Beautifully put. Thank you very much. Let's go to Rena B. Patel. Where do you see yourself by 2025? Rena? That's just around the corner. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> Touche. Touche. 
Yay! I am. Um, I see my my books. All my books were meant to be written and in every single classroom around the U.S. And it's already started. I'm very excited. That was one of my goals. And so continue writing my books in every single classroom on at home on the counter. And um, I see myself um, having my own talk show and bringing um, experts that I already do on my own radio show, but having them live in person on television and um, sharing every resource that I've gained over the years and just passing it forward. And so that's where I see myself in, in the next few years. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Interesting, uh, and it's exciting. Sharon Clear, where will you be by 2025? Um, I I will see myself um, actually before then um, as a full-time lifestyle um, blogger, uh, influencer. Um, I also want to um, start more writing. Um, I am a former college professor, so I'm a writer, I will do more writing. I would love to write a book um, on, I'm not sure what, but um, I would love to continue um, speaking, uh, sharing with women, meeting more amazing people and growing my brand and um, hopefully meet you guys one day in the future. Thank you very much. That's lovely. And let's go to Amelia Teneva. Amelia, I saved one minute for you. Please go ahead. I see myself doing pretty much the same, but on a much bigger and larger scale. I see myself utilizing the latest technology, virtual reality, 3D printing, creative potential in my orthodontic practice. I see myself developing my blog um, as a much bigger platform. And as the other uh, ladies had said, uh, producing different type of content, such as video and podcasts, which I also believe are the future. Thank you very much. Ladies, it has been such a pleasure. I want you to come back and be with me again. We'll figure out a date. We're booked all the way through February 2020. I know where I'm going to be in 2020, but I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing in 2025. Baby boomers, we're supposed to go away and retire. And as you can tell, I don't have any plans to do that any year soon. So I want to say thank you so much to, as always, my co-producer, Ryan Treasure at World Talk Radio, Voice America. Aaron, Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire on the Business Channel. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you to Jesse Kopak and Tracy Kaiser for engaging our wonderful panel. And I'm just going to say Kate Scudder, wow. Rena B. Patel, wow. Sharon Clear, wow. Amelia Teneva, wow. You have all impressed me and I know our listeners with your energy, your passion, your savvy, your smarts. You're all, you've all influenced me in ways you might not have expected. And I'd love to have you come back. Everybody want to come back and do this again sometime? Please say yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Good. We'll have another party. So next week we're going to be talking Wednesday, October 23rd. We're talking about AI and retail shopping. What's the truth? What's happening? How much is real and how much is artificial intelligence? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Have a great day. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now. Bye.